0: Welcome to the third episode of the podcast series from the heart tying the threads through the evolving body of evidence in heart failure with me once again are Preeti and Prem our resident CVRM experts.
1: Hi Aditya. I look forward to today's chat.
0: Hello again. For those who have just tuned to our podcast series for the first time, please do listen to our prior episodes where we have discussed about the basics of heart failure, a brief historical overview of heart failure therapies and a deep dive into Entresto as it relates to its mechanism action, and the clinical evidence in heart failure. The link for the same is given in the description. And as always, please do send us your comments and suggestions they are immensely helpful in improving our content for you. In today's episode, we will talk about a new class of drugs in heart failure, the sodium glucose-like transporter-2 inhibitors, or as they're more commonly known as SGLT2Is. Preeti, We have seen a big change in the prevention and treatment of heart failure with the emergence of this class of drugs called SGLT2 inhibitors in the last few years. Interestingly, this class of drugs was initially discovered for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. Can you throw us some light on the mechanism of action of this drug class and how is it clinically relevant or how it has become clinically relevant in heart failure?
1: Sure, so yes, that's correct. SGLT2 inhibitors were originally, like you said, designed to treat hyperglycemia or high blood sugar in patients with type 2 diabetes. These drugs promote urinary excretion of glucose by inhibiting renal proximal tubules from reabsorbing glucose and excreting out via the urine, thereby lowering plasma glucose levels. So as a result, these agents also have a diuretic effect and they promote weight and blood pressure reduction by sodium and water loss. Now, it's known that cardiovascular disease is one of the leading cause of death in patients with diabetes, but not all patients with diabetes have the same risk of developing cardiovascular disease. CV risk or cardiovascular risk increases with diabetes duration and is affected by other comorbidities like hypertension, dyslipidemia, metabolic syndrome, or chronic kidney disease. So, in response to the concerns of increased cardiovascular risk, the FDA back in 2008 mandated that all new diabetes drugs should demonstrate cardiovascular safety via large and adequately powered randomized controlled trials. And we generally refer to these trials as cardiovascular outcome trials or CVOTs. Since the FDA issued its guidance in 2008, a number of dedicated CVOTs for these SGLT2 inhibitors have been initiated with Empareg Outcome being one such first dedicated cardiovascular outcome trial. Now, uh, the Empareg Outcome trial was an FDA-mandated cardiovascular outcome trial with the drug empagliflozin and was was the first completed trial for any SGLT2 inhibitor in April 2015. This trial compared empagliflozin and placebo in about 7,000 patients with type 2 diabetes, and they also had established atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Now, this trial showed a 38% relative risk reduction in cardiovascular death and a 35% relative risk reduction in heart failure hospitalization. One of the secondary analysis of the EMPIREG data showed that a high heart failure risk subgroup may have, in fact, fared even better than the overall trial participants on average. This was a major paradigm shift from the previous hypoglycemic medications that either had no effect or increased heart failure hospitalization for example drugs like rosiglitazone and saxagliptin in the empareg trial about 10.5% of participants had heart failure at baseline now empareg was considered a surprising result at the time and there was a considerable excitement to discover if these benefits of cardio i mean these cardiovascular effects might be class wide or not shortly after empareg Another SGLT-2 inhibitor, canagliflozin, published results from one of its key cardiovascular outcome trial, which was called CANVAS, in 2017. Now, in CANVAS, canagliflozin showed a 14% relative risk reduction of, for cardiovascular death or myocardial infarction or stroke over 3.6 3. years of follow-up. Patients enrolled in the CANVAS trial had type 2 diabetes, and a history of cardiovascular disease or risk factors, but they were not selected for heart failure. Accordingly, roughly about 14% of participants had reported history of heart failure at enrollment and ejection fraction was not assessed at baseline. Then came along the declared to me study of Dapagliflozin that was published in 2019. The trial included patients with established cardiovascular disease or CV risk factors including 10% with prevalent heart failure of any type. Patients who were treated with dapagliflozin showed no difference in rates of cardiovascular death or myocardial infarction or ischemic stroke compared to those patients treated with standard of care. However, when the cardiovascular death or heart failure hospitalizations were evaluated together, Dapagliflozin-treated patients did have a 17% risk reduction in either cardiovascular death or heart failure hospitalization. Now, unlike previous SGLT2 inhibitor CBOTs, patient's heart failure at baseline was assessed in the declared TME study and categorized. Of 17,000 randomly assigned patients, only 671 or roughly about 4% had prevalent heart failure with reduced ejection fraction at baseline. Among these patients, the reduction in cardiovascular death or heart failure hospitalization was quite substantial, about 38% relative risk reduction, driven by a 45% relative risk reduction in cardiovascular death. Now, just as an mpar in which the subgroup with a high risk of heart failure benefited from mpar in the Diclertimi study, patients with existing heart failure and reduced rejection fraction benefited more from the SGLT2 inhibition than the other patients in the overall study.
0: Thanks, Priti, for the succinct, yet intense overview of the SGLT2 class-related CV outcomes trials. Just to summarize, empagliflozin with empiric outcome showed a substantial and statistically significant risk reduction in cardiovascular death or heart failure hospitalization. Similarly, dapagliflozin showed a similar benefit in such patients, and canagliflozin showed a uh, also similar kind of benefits uh, and these, were be- these benefits were established in <clears throat> these landmark trials that you've just mentioned. Now, it seems to me, based on these last landmark trials, SGLT2 inhibitors have evolved from being just anti-diabetes drugs to providing cardiovascular benefits, such as reducing the risk of CV death and heart failure hospitalization. Having said that, the one feature that I noticed was these landmark trials have focused on patients majority of the patients in these landmark trials did not have heart failure at baseline which means that they have shown robust evidence in preventing heart failure what about treating heart failure frame could you talk us through the journey of sglt2 inhibitors as it relates to treating heart failure
2: sure so after the declare timi 58 trial, AstraZeneca decided to conduct a dedicated trial for DAPA in patients with existing heart failure with reduced ejection fraction, and we called it the DAPA-HF trial. This study enrolled approximately 4,700 patients with stage C and D and reduced ejection fraction. This study showed significant reduction, approximately 26% in the primary composite outcome that consisted of hospitalization for heart failure, or urgent heart failure visits, or cardiovascular mortality. Topagliflozin also showed a 17% reduction in all-cause mortality. Although the trial did not require participants to have diabetes, uh, 42% of participants had diabetes at baseline. Topagliflozin was equally efficacious in patients with and without diabetes with respect to the prevention of cardiovascular death and heart failure hospitalization. This was the first time uh, as the 2 inhibitor showed positive evidence in treating heart failure with reduced ejection fraction regardless of the diabetes status. Soon to follow was Boehringer's emperor reduced trial for Empagliflozin that enrolled approximately 3,700 symptomatic patients with heart failure with reduced ejection fraction with or without type 2 diabetes. Empagliflozin showed a 25% reduction in combined Cardiovascular death or heart failure hospitalization and a 8% reduction in all-cause mortality, although the latter was not statistically significant. Like DAPA in DAPA-HF, benefits in emperor reduced were independent of the diabetes status of patients. In summary, the results from these DAPA-HF and Emperor Reduced trials consolidated a new approach to Heart failure with reduced ejection fraction management through the addition of slg 2 inhibitors to current standard triple therapy in patients, regardless of their diabetes status. If you remember, during the very first episode, we discussed two other types of heart failure, namely mildly reduced ejection fraction and those with preserved ejection fraction. In our second episode, we discussed that Entresto was the first ever drug to be approved in patients with mildly reduced ejection fraction, and some of those with preserved ejection fraction as well. And then came these SGLT2 inhibitors with a flurry of positive readouts and sub approvals in the recent times. Let's review them briefly. Now, Emperor Preserved sorry, Study of Empagliflozin became the first trial ever to be successful in patients with mildly reduced and or with preserved ejection fraction that was soon followed by Dapagliflozin's delivered trial. While we have not seen the actual data, we know that AstraZeneca has announced that the trial made its primary and key secondary endpoints. We will have the first look into these data during the ESC 2022 Congress. Another molecule called Sotagliflozin has also shown promising data in patients with heart failure. In its outcomes trial called SOLOIST-WHF, Sotagliflozin reduced the risk of deaths from cardiovascular causes or heart failure-related failure hospitalizations by 33%. In those heart failure patients who had recently been hospitalized with worsening heart failure, Sotagliflozin reduced the risk of CV death by 16% and all because death by 18%, irrespective of the rejection fraction. We have recently come to know that lexicon has filed for approval of sotagliflozin in heart failure patients with and without diabetes and across the spectrum of ejection fraction. Regardless of the regulatory decision, such studies contribute significantly to the overall evidence base for the entire class. Canagliflozin is yet another SGLT2 inhibitor that was being evaluated in patients with heart failure in a study dubbed the chief HF. It was a one-of-its-kind fully virtual trial deploying remote monitoring technology and digital health to assess the outcomes in patients with heart failure. However, Yansen significantly out the trial, both in terms of the expected enrollment and the trial duration. Nevertheless, the data indicated a positive trend in the benefits of this drug of the SLT2 class in heart failure. Canagliflozin significantly improved patient symptoms and quality of life within three months and this was regardless of the rejection fraction and presence or absence of diabetes. Ertugliflozin is also an sclt 2 inhibitor. However, no studies have been observed so far for this asset in this heart failure setting. I hope uh, that's some, con- some understanding about the sclt 2 inhibitors and the availability of evidence across the different types of heart failure that we have been discussing so far. The evidence is so strong that SGLT2 inhibitors are now formally integrated into the heart failure treatment guidelines. They are the fourth pillar of treatment in heart failure with reduced ejection fraction and this is an addition to the three classical beta blockers, ARNI and MRIs that we have.
0: Thank you Preman Preeti for walking us through the evidence associated with SGLT2 inhibitors in preventing and or treating heart failure. For our audience, we hope that you enjoyed listening to this discussion as much as we enjoyed having it. We touched upon the scientific mechanism of action of SGLT2 inhibitors, their historical evolution from and their historical evolution from being just anti diabetic drugs to becoming cardioprotective agents. Frame, towards the end of his uh, um, answer, touched upon the heart failure treatment guidelines, and that is exactly the topic for our next episode in the podcast series. In the next episode, we will discuss in detail the journey of heart failure treatment guidelines from where they were back in the days to where they are now and what does it mean for patients and of course the doctors. Thank you very much Prem and Preeti, and for our audience stay tuned.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you Aditya. See you later. Bye.